Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back for another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. We are on episode 46. We are four away from 50. And no, I have not decided what I want to do yet for number five zero. So uh, I'm doing this a little bit early only because I have the time to myself in the quiet. And because I don't know that anything is going to get any juicier this week. And I'd rather not wait till last minute. I would rather share all of this with you now. Because I'm, I'm trying to do better with my time and time management. And anytime I think of something I want to tell you guys, I always make sure I go home after work and I type it up really quick. So for the first thing I wanted to discuss, actually, never mind that. I always do this every week. I always do this. Uh, how's everybody's week been going? Is everybody doing good? We're starting the, starting the week off solid. It's a Monday. It is a Monday that I'm recording today and that never happens. So I guess I must have a lot of stuff for you. Yes, I will be discussing another show I'm rewatching. No, you're probably not going to be able to follow it. But, you know, if you if you know anything about me, you know that I watch a lot of shows that have a lot of apocalypse shit in it. So one of those shows is an apocalypse show. I don't know why I watch all these things either. I don't know if I'm trying to prepare myself for anything. Uh, I mean, the exercising helps. <laughs> Doing those four miles a day four times a week is helping me out uh, a lot. Sorry if you heard all that clicking, but um, anyway. Uh, so again, I hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, and, you know, like I said before, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. I did absolutely nothing, really. Uh, I played video games with my sister Saturday, which was nice. And um, we haven't played in a while, but you can always tell when, this is the funny part, you can always tell when either of us is tired. Because me and Beats play. So you can always tell when either of us is tired. We start talking less and it gets more quiet. So <laughs> I've been multitasking a lot. I'll watch a stream. I'll play something. And I'll be, you know, working on my computer or something. So I'll have like three different things going on. The TV, the laptop, and my Switch. Because I've been playing. I got back into Animal Crossing this weekend. And I finally got a three-star rating on my island. And KK is coming. So that's cool. Um... So I think once he comes and like checks out my island and shit, I think that's done. And then I can do all the farm, like uh, terraforming and shit where I can fuck around with my island and build more bridges and get more houses, whatever, whatever. So I'm getting to the end, <laughs> the end of the mission basis anyway. After that, it's it's fair game, babies. So yeah, that's what I've been doing this weekend. Yesterday, I did a whole bunch of nothing. I watched a whole bunch of TV. I got into this show called The Unicorn with Walton Goggins. And that name, though. He did a lot of, like, he did Sons of Anarchy, for sure. He did Justified, which I started watching, but then stopped. So I might have to get back into it. But 
to see him play such weird shit. Oh, he was also in the hateful eight to see him play such weird roles. And then to see him act normal is really funny because in the unicorn, he plays a widower with two daughters and they call him the unicorn because, you know, he's got no divorce under his belt. He doesn't really have anything negative surrounding him besides the fact that he's a widow. He has a great job. He owns his own landscaping company and his two daughters are pretty much grown. So it's not like you really have to raise them. Really? They're in high school. So I know when I was in high school age, didn't really need anyone, you know, watching me. <laughs> no, I didn't really need parental supervision at that point. So again, got a lot going for him. They're calling him the unicorn or that's what his friends call him. But it was a really good show and it was on Netflix and there's 18 episodes and I watched all the motherfuckers from Saturday to Sunday. <laughs> like I watched five episodes on Saturday because I passed out during that. So it was five. And then I watched the remaining 13 the following day. And then I was sad it was over because now I got to wait for CBS to put out more uh, another season, they're, which they're going to do season two. It's probably just going to be next year, though, because with COVID fucking up everything, there's no shows really coming out except for Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy plans to come out in November. And the first thing they're covering is, what do you expect? COVID-19, which is not my favorite thing for them to be covering because we're not out of this pandemic yet. So it's not like it's a past event for them to be covering it. But um, whatever, if that's how they're going to bring the show back, then I'm all for it. Considering the fact that they ended the season so short last year. Well, this past season. Because of COVID, they had to stop production. So the way they ended it was kind of sloppy. But uh, whatever, it's coming back. So that's one saving grace for the year. And um, so this is, this. let's get down into it. Let's get down to business. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little frazzled today. I don't know what my mood is about, but I'm very moody today. And if we're doing some Mercury retrograde shit, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so last week I went to CVS and... I just have to know why the Bible needs to print out when I buy items. It's not, the, the receipt is never as long as the coupons that print out after it. And this happens to everybody, okay? This is everybody's issue. So I bought three things. Shampoo, conditioner, makeup remover wipes. When I finally get up to the front, because CVS has become a hangout spot now, I hand my three items to the cashier behind the plexiglass who rings me up. Before she totals out my items, she found a coupon attached to my extra care card, which I cannot find because it's somewhere in a jacket in some closet. I don't know. I've made peace with the fact that I probably won't find it till winter when I need that jacket. It has all my key tags on it, too. That's what's funny about it. Like from every grocery store I've ever been to, the one for Planet Fitness, Fitness, Fitness. Oh my God. Planet Fitness, the black card is attached to that keychain. Whatever. <laughs> Miserable. And uh, like I was saying before, like I've never, when I go into CVS, I don't understand why there's so many people on the line. Like it's 545 on a fucking Thursday and everybody's hanging out in there. Cause like, are people just coming there to stand in line? Is that the new thing now? It could be. And I just never got the memo. Like, hey, let's all meet up here at 5.30 at the CVS spot. You can't call it the C spot because it's probably a little inappropriate. <laughs> it's definitely inappropriate to call it the C spot. But, um, I mean, they could be making those uh, those wristbands, too, out of those fucking receipts. 
Like I got three items and I swear to God, I could have made a noose for someone to hang themselves with it in CVS. Like why? Why does this happen? Save paper. Just attach it to the extra care card. How did you find that other coupon, lady? It makes no sense. Anyways, so like, could you even imagine? Here's another scenario I thought of. Could you even imagine if like COVID, a COVID outbreak happened in a CVS because there were so many people? Besides the fact that we're social distancing, there, I'm sure there's plenty of times where there's been one too many people in there. And then that's it. That's, that's life. That's COVID. That's it. All over the place. Sorry if you hear rustling. I'm sitting in bed again because I've had quite a day. <laughs> I've had quite a day and I left early because of how annoyed I was. <clears throat> we'll get into that later though. Uh, so th- this is also another thing I wanted to talk about. As I mentioned before, I'm rewatching stuff because when there's a full series, like when you finally get the, when they add the last season to a streaming service like Hulu, Netflix, whatever, I need to rewatch the whole thing to benefit from watching this show, you know, to follow the storyline correctly. Because let me tell you something, I probably have the memory of a goldfish because the only reason why I still remember the way Grey's Anatomy ended last season is because I probably watched it a month ago. That's it. Like when these shows come out and I actually have not watched the last season, like Game of Thrones, I have restarted Game of Thrones twice and stopped. I have not gotten to the final season, which I heard was shit anyway. So that's where I'm at with shows. Like I'll binge watch only because I need that consistent flow of dialogue and stuff to follow it anymore. Ooh, excuse me. I needed to take a sip of tea. So this, uh, this show is called The Strain. It's on Hulu, all four seasons. That's all I got was four seasons, but they were able to end it properly. Never saw the ending yet. I'm on season either two or three now. Um, I don't know why I watch these shows because shows like this, you never say what the fuck more than watching any show having to do with an apocalypse. Like The Walking Dead, for example, I'm rewatching too. That I'm on season three. I know that. Excuse me. Allergies are killing me. I'm falling apart, guys. (laughs) I have never said what the fuck are you doing more than every episode of The Strain. The gist of the show, because we're not going to get into the full thing. The gist of the show is that a coffin was brought over on a flight from Berlin, which released this master vampire who killed all but four passengers. Like, everybody on the flight. They touched the plane. The plane was cold. Like, it never taken off. They call it a dead plane. So, these two doctors from the CDC, Nora and Ephraim, go onto this plane, and they investigate. And they find that these people look like they went to, through some kind of frozen death or something. And there was ammonia in play and all that. Anyway, a, ri- a wide array of chemicals were in the air. And these people look like they were frozen to their seat. Whatever. So all those passengers but four died. Now those four, those four passengers then go on to infect other people or feed off of them. So like if the little... <laughs> if there's there's like these worm things that are in their blood, like if you um, if you come in contact with any of these worms and they're able to burrow into your skin, you're done. That's it. It's over. 
because that's it. Once it gets in there, it multiplies and that's it. You're a vampire now. That's it. So like I said before, the main character is Ephraim Goodweather, who is a doctor and works at the CDC and it follows him and a bunch of his like ragtag friends that he finds. Um, Kevin Durand is in it as a pest control guy and they try and figure out how they're going to stop this guy from creating a master race of vampires that's going to take over the city. That's all the show is, okay? So that's all you really need to know about it, is that there's a group of people, like in The Walking Dead, trying to figure out how to survive this situation and overcome it. Walking Dead, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen in this one, but I'm going to explain to you one why I needed to talk to you about the show. Because I, I don't... Even if we're living in an alternate universe where people don't have horror movies, you have to at least know the warning signs of shit to get yourself out of bad situations. So, see? Take the horror movie situation out of it. Say nobody's ever seen a horror movie in their life. If you saw something weird in front of you, you would not think twice to either put it in its place or run in the opposite direction. These people have no fight-or-flight instincts at all. They just stand there and they take it. That's basically what happens. So... I'm going to explain this one episode of the show. So one of the four survivors goes home and you can tell he's transitioning because his skin starts to get paler. He starts to lose his hair and his teeth can't speak, man. His teeth start to change. So the guy's wife comes home after bringing their kids to their grandmother's house because she's noticing that there's something wrong with her husband. So like he's sick or something and she doesn't want to get the kids sick. So she goes, why don't we just go to my mom's house? I'll drop them off and I'll come back and I'll help you. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So she comes home after doing all that. And she noticed that the dog didn't greet her when she came in the door, which is typical dog behavior. Once their owner leaves for a minute, they have no sense of time. So they always greet you like this is why we don't deserve dogs. They greet you with the most unconditional love ever. So damn school bus. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else heard that, but I'm sitting by a window. Um, so what was I saying? Right. So she comes home. The dog doesn't greet her. So she figures her husband must have taken the dog for a walk. So she goes outside and she sees a ripped up dog collar in the snow with blood on it. She hears a noise coming from behind the shed. And of course, her dog is laying in the snow, all bloody. And it looks like, you know, the dog has been bitten across the neck. Like he looks like he's been chewed on. So she hears another sound after hearing, after seeing her dog all chewed up and bloody and starts to walk towards the shed. The doors of the shed are closed. Like it looks like there's just noise coming from it. There's no doors rattling. There's no nothing. So there's no real reason to walk over to it. So that's where I go. What the fuck are you doing? Like that's the first thing right there is what are you doing? Because my dog has been chewed up by something weird. And now there's a weird noise coming from a shed. I'm not going to investigate. I'm immediately calling 911 or running to a neighbor's house. Maybe. So everything like, so here's the funny part about this is maybe every other thing I've watched, like this is like horror related. So like everything, everything I've seen having to do with horror, I'm doing, I'm like, I'm following the rules here. And that makes me think of like in Scream when, uh, what you call it? I forget his name, but he wants to do the rules 
Was it Jamie Kennedy? Yes. Jamie Kennedy wants to go over the rules of horror movies. And he was, they were watching Halloween when he wanted to talk about it. So he pauses it and he hops in front of the TV and he goes, you don't know the rules? Anyway, you have to see Scream also to get that. So like an idiot, back to this dummy. So like an idiot, she opens the doors and takes a few steps into what looks like an empty shed. Then, of course, duh, her husband runs at her but has a chain around his neck that has him locked in place. So what he did here was... He knew something bad was going to happen, so he took it upon himself to chain himself up in the shed, which is good. But then his dumb bitch of a wife is basically just standing there in his face crying with, like, just no care, like, very aware of what's going on, but just doesn't seem to give a shit. (laughs) Like, she's standing there crying, sobbing in his face. And with his last shred of humanity left in him before he just becomes a bloodthirsty monster... He says to her, run. Like he basically yells at her to run for her life. And that the voice in his head is telling him that he needs to eat her. Dude, there are so many signs for you to just run and you wanted to continue to stand there like an idiot. Excuse me, I needed a sip. Like he was trying to do a good thing by locking himself up. Like, he's trying to spare you these issues. Like, go. <laughs> Just go. Anyway, so then, so then, of course, you know, I relate one thing to another. So this makes me think of any time I've played any team sport. Well, no, team game, not sport. Any game, any co-op game where I do a little bit better than somebody, I usually sacrifice myself for the game. I've always done that. Lately, anyway. Maybe when I was younger, I haven't. But, like, volleyball, you sacrifice your body for the ball. So it's kind of like that. Like, I try to be a good person, and, you know, you get hooked anyway. Like, yeah, you, you, my death was in vain, damn it. Like, <laughs> like if I fucking, you know, if I'm, if we're trying, if the, if the point of the game is to escape from the killer, then why are you still here? <laughs> why are you still here? I tried to help you. I tried to help you. Ugh. Anyway, like I hate watching people die like that. Like if they're randoms, then it's whatever. But if I if I know the person, I'll I'll straight up yell. <laughs> Why would you do that? I died and took the hit for you, and you didn't make it out like that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so another issue I had with this show is that the stupid son Zach. It also reminds me of Carl, because I just watched the same shit almost happen in The Walking Dead. So he's a pain in the ass. And there's a situation where they, Ephraim and Zach, go back into their house, into their home, looking for the mom. His mom, I think, Kelly. And of course, what happened to her? A worm got in her. In her eye, by the way. And that shit is disgusting. Like into the pink part by the corner of your eye is where it got in. Disgusting. As you watch it, you just want to rip your own eye out. (laughs) Anyway, so they go back to the house. She's changed into whatever these fucking creatures are. They call them Strigoi. I'm calling them vampires because I don't care. And of course, you know, you can tell that her face is not her face. 
You can tell that her hair looks like it's falling out in clumps. It may have been like dusk, like about to be nighttime. It was not her face. Her face was not her face. I can't say it any more than that. So she, uh, so she goes like to walk towards them and it's just a glass door. So she's calling out to her son. I don't know if she's actually saying his name or if it's like a telekinetic thing where he's drawn to her because I don't remember seeing her mouth move or not. So this stupid boy keeps trying to run to his mother without actually paying attention to her face not being her face. Her face is pale white with like bluish veins. So she definitely looks deaf. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Excuse me. Like this guy, Ephraim, has to hold his son back from running to his mother because that's where he's at with it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, why does this why does this keep happening in these situations? Because this happened with stupid ass Carl in The Walking Dead. I just saw this. I think it was like an episode or two away from the finale for season two. And stupid Carl thinks that he's grown and walks off from the barn, like from the farm and everything, keeps walking, finds himself in a swampy area. Now he knows that these things are dangerous. He has a gun with him. He sees that there is a walker stuck in the mud. Now, he's just hanging out, you know, thinking he's big and bad, and he sees that the feet are stuck. So he gets closer and closer. Not that he's on top of him or anything, but he gets close to the point where he, you know, pulls his gun out, gets it ready to shoot this fucking thing. And then, you know, the zombie's foot got loose and pretty much smacked the gun out of Carl's hand and almost fell on top of him. And of course, Carl wants to be crying and this and that. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Carl's a dick. Because <laughs> like, like you, later on, you forget because you've been watching the show for so long. But Carl was a dick when he was younger. He never stayed put. He never did what he was told and they were always fucking looking for him. <laughs> I'm still going to tell you, I know I said this before, but the, you know, when Sophia died, that shit just killed me as if I hadn't seen it before, like watching it the second time. That's what's funny. It's those kind of shows that you never rewatch that when you watch them, you're like, oh shit, this happened. I forgot. Or you don't remember how long someone's been on a show. Like I realized recently that Michonne has been on The Walking Dead since the season two finale. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's been on the show for forever because I think there's 10 seasons now of this shit. So. Um, sorry, I was looking at my phone. So anyway, so what I'm saying is the point of this is, is that I was pissed that this kid, Zach, did not realize that that was not his mother that his mom did not look normal and that she didn't look alive and that Ephraim went to go shoot her and his son got pissed off. Like shot her and missed though. Like it's not like he shot her and actually hit her, which is, you know, fine, whatever. But you're going to pay for that later. <laughs> like I've told Beats and D that if they ever ask me if someone is a zombie, like I'm clearly going to smack them across the face. We don't have time for that. And that's another thing. These people know that shit is happening around them and like the whole thing of society is crumbling and they still want to make decisions as if all the rules apply, all the laws apply, everything. 
like Dale. Like I just watched, like I was saying, I was binge watching a lot of shit. And I just watched the episode where Dale gets killed. And it's the same episode in which he tries to make a civil rights case for this guy who could have been a potential threat to the group. Now, I side with killing him because from everything they've seen and been through, and even at the end when Shane was walking him, like, they do weird stuff to their women or whatever, and, you know, it's a whole bunch of guys, and you don't want that shit around new people. You don't want the ladies being afraid for themselves. Like, that's why I laugh because, you know, Dale kind of pissed me off because he... He would have been on the right side of history if things had been different. Been different. He was not on the right side of history because zombies are a thing now and all groups are equal at this point. No one group was better than anyone else. We root for Rick in their group, but we don't know it from the other side. Like, that's what's funny about it is you're only biased because you see the one group and we don't have enough time to go to the other groups during the apocalypse. So Dale was rooting for the kid to be kept alive as a prisoner or something. And he had a point only because how are they going to track this kid? How are they going to know where this kid is to find him? But at the same time, how important is that kid to that group where they would have to look for him? And they're like, oh, maybe he's over here. And then they fucking mow everyone down. And then that's it for Lori and her whore baby. (laughs) And then I have to tell you, I was really pissed off that Lori got upset when Rick told her that he killed Shane. You, dumb bitch, put the bug in Rick's ear like he thinks that this baby is his. And you need to do what you have to to protect. Like, because he's like, I protect what's mine. So why would you, you know, Rick was on the edge of losing his fucking mind anyway. And you pushed him by saying that shit to him. And then had the nerve to be upset when it actually went your way? Or were you upset because your son was the one who killed Shane by shooting him in the head after Rick allowed him to turn from stabbing him in the chest? Like, which one is it, lady? You either want to be safe or you want this guy coming after you and your family for the rest of the series. Which I'm glad Shane died. (laughs) He played a very good villain. I gotta tell you, he played a really good villain. But that's what I mean, though. Like, if shit like this actually goes down, we have to start, we have to think, like, use our brain and figure out what is the safest way to traverse these waters. And that's the problem. And don't feed people that information if you don't want them to pull through with it. Because I know a lot of people who, if you just put a dab in their ear, it's over. It's over. And you only have to ask once. (laughs) In any case, I got off track with this. Oh, my God. I've been watching people play Phasmophobia still and I've come to the realization that I enjoy watching people playing it more than playing it playing it myself so I was watching Turt's stream on Friday night and oh god I was crying laughing sweaty crying laughing because one of his teammates screamed at the top of his lungs for most of the session. And it was hysterical. I'd never laughed harder. It was just like the greatest hour I've ever watched. <laughs> and that's why I liked watching that stuff more than playing it. Because like I said before, I have a me- I like have asthma. And I 
immediately feel like I can't breathe once there's a loading screen. Like once the game takes too long to load up, I'm like, oh God, this is it. Like this is how I'm going to die. Like that thing, fear.com or whatever it was. I think that was a movie. Who cares about it though? It's not important. But it was just scary because I guess whatever happened in the screen happened in real life. There was also, I, I forgot the other shit, what it was called. Oh, it was Pulse. I forgot that movie. Pulse was what it was called. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, also, I was thinking the other day, I'm really glad that I'm not claustrophobic because I think I'd be having panic attacks if I had to play that game. Because a lot of the time you go into a closet and it's pitch black and you just hear noise and you hear like a traveling whisper every so often. So that game bugs me out. Just like, you know, Blair Witch bugged me out because I have, I have really good headphones now. And I can hear everything going on in the game, and it scares me. <laughs> like, you'll be walking and you hear, like, a leaf crack or something. And I want to turn around in real life as if I'm in the woods myself, but I'm not. That's why I can't do VR. I would have, like, the quickest panic attack if I had to use VR playing this shit. Like, they had VR for fucking Resident Evil 7. Don't think so. But, like, if I had to play fucking Blair Witch VR, oh, no. Y'all better strap me into a chair and just move my legs for me. I would probably start crying, sweating. The shit would fall off my face and fall down onto my toe and break it. And that's it. And that's how I would spend the rest of my time with that VR. Just with it sitting in my lap because I would fully give up. So uh, we'll get more to claustrophobia later because I was watching something else the other day. That made me think of that just now too. So the difference between this and what I like to play, which is Dead by Daylight, because it's it's a lot more simple, I think. Uh, Dead by Daylight, I can get past. Like, I'm not sure a situation like that could happen. But, like, if it does, I feel I'm trained for it. I'm prepared. I don't know if I'll make it, but I will do my damnedest. Especially because I think, like, once you get hooked on those hooks, you die a little bit. <laughs> die a little bit. You don't just hang there and scream. Uh, like if this shit goes down where I become a fucking ghost hunter, someone tell me it's a bad idea because I'm sure I'm going to think it's a good idea from playing it as a video game, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be safe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be the shittiest situation I put myself in. So someone just let me know that it's not okay to do it and I'll probably take you up on that information. And last week, because we're on a new week. You know, you, you never think this much shit is going to happen on a Thursday or Friday. But let me tell you something. People, they, my coworkers are fucking nuts, okay? And it's the same few that I deal with all the time that just piss me off. So I have come to the realization that I work with an energy-draining vampire. So I'm going to explain what to you what that is. Using a TV show, because that's how I explain things now. So I watch What We Do in the Shadows. It was a movie that they turned into a series on FX and now Hulu has it because, you know, FX on Hulu. It's really funny and I'm suggesting you watch it <laughs> as much as I've told you to watch something else on here. In any case, it's about four vampires who live in a house together in Staten Island. So Colin Robinson is the one I want to discuss here because I work with an energy draining vampire and that's what he is. That's how he feeds. People's energy fills him up. He'll tell one boring story after another, 
or use one horrible cliche after another to bore people. Sometimes he does it to his housemates, Nandor, Nadja, and Laszlo, who just drink blood like typical vampires. Like, I want to know where they even came up with this energy-draining vampire, but this is, this is the situation I was dealing with. You know, our favorite office villain, who I've talked to, talked to, talked about multiple times on here, struck again on Friday. Well, the whole day was filled with bullshit, if I'm being honest. I've just had enough of people complaining all day and that it's all I hear from my bosses. Today I came home and got right back into bed. Not today. Friday I came back home and like got right into bed because I'd had enough the whole day. Like I got out of bed to go to work to come home and get back into bed. That's exactly the routine from Friday. Oh, and (laughs) so this is what she, this is, this is the story she was telling me. So all Friday, oh God. So all Friday, she had something to talk to me about and she was standing at my desk for a good half an hour where I politely held in yawning as I didn't want to seem disrespectful. So on Friday, and I was half listening. So I'm going to tell you, I don't remember the full story. She was telling me how she got a new cell phone last week because her old one kicked the bucket. She didn't say kick the bucket, I did. She said that her last one stopped working. She said the reason it stopped working was because she was trying to help her dog get off the ottoman and she decided to throw her phone, well, like lightly toss it, I guess, and it hit the floor and that was it. This dog she's talking about maybe had dental surgery, I think is the one she's talking about. Otherwise, it's a really fat dog. So she said she had to go get a new phone. She said she went in there. She got the phone. She came home. Her, her son and daughter were trying to, you know, get it to work, get it to take phone calls, you know, because they didn't help her set it up in the store. So what I said to her was, well, when I got my phone in June, they helped me set it up. And you know what she said? She said, it's probably because I don't look like you. And I was like, well, I had a mask on. So how does that work? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) That was my first thing. So she was like, well, after, after we try, after we troubleshoot, we're troubleshooting the phone for like an hour or so, we finally got it to work. And it was the fact that they had to remove the SIM card from her phone and then put it back in. So essentially the equivalent of turning it off and turning it back on again. If you fell asleep during that story, I'm sorry. But if I had to deal with it, so did you. (laughs) This lady told me this story and I almost passed out. I was so tired. I could not figure out why this lady felt the need to tell me this story. And then I was like, because she's an energy draining vampire. That's why. (laughs) That's it. Case open and shut, babies. Case open and shut. The lady has to tell me silly, boring, monotonous shit so that we can see how adventurous her life is. Because then she came back, I think 20 minutes later. Oh, no, no. This was in addition to what she was telling me. Apparently, she got a grant for the activities department to acquire some audio video equipment, whatever, to do like a screen projector in town center to do movie nights for the residents. So she got the money 
uh, for the department to get that equipment. Now, apparently that day, people who were giving the money to the facility were coming to take a picture. And she was told by Mark that the picture was happening. Mark is the head of, is the director of activities and volunteers. I don't know if I covered that already, but if I haven't, there you go. (laughs) So she was told by Mark that the picture was happening at 11 o'clock on Friday. That's where we're at. It is 10 o'clock. So she says to me, do you think I should, do you think I should go over to Lawrence and talk to him and see if he needs me to do anything? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I don't see why it would hurt. Like I was flabbergasted. Like, why are you asking my opinion? This is more of a just go do it type of thing. (laughs) And she was like, well, I don't want to go over there and ask and then look foolish because I wasn't involved in it in the first place, even though I'm the one who got the money. And I'm like, oh man, your time is up with me. Your time was up during that boring ass cell phone story. Your time was way, way up, madam. I just had no patience for it. Like, you can't bore me with a story about your cell phone for half an hour to tell me that you got it for $300 because you were a longtime Verizon customer or whatever the fuck. And then ask for my opinion on something when I didn't even get a nap in between any of that shit. Like, I was asleep with my eyes open. My eyes are dry as fuck, lady. So she goes, so I said to her, I was like, yeah, I guess, like, go take a chance. What could it hurt? They say no, they say no. So she goes over there, and she comes back, and she goes, they want me to do the picture. And I'm like, all right, cool, congratulations. And then she went back to her office. Then she came back, like, 5 to 11, as if I wanted to hang out with her anymore that day. And she said, and she comes back, and I'm, I'm looking at her like, what? Like, cause she's all like, I guess she's thrilled about it. So she's smiling at me. And I said to her, what's going on? And she's like, the picture's soon. And I'm like, I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Really? Like, right, 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 right. That was my whole approach. It was like, oh, okay. Why are you back in here though? Like, <laughs> like why go, go next door? Why are you hanging out here? This is not a hangout zone. This is me. This is my workspace. This is me trying to mind my own business and not be involved with this day-to-day massacre of bullshit. Like, I don't understand. Like, I do not look friendly. I promise you. (laughs) I promise you. I do not look anything at all friendly. I still haven't gotten my plexiglass either. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) But anyway. Anyway. So... I've stated to you in the beginning of this podcast that I've had an interesting morning and it kind of starts with, you know, last week bleeding into this week. So not even Saturday, Sunday, it's like Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that's where we're at. So it trickled over really quickly. So last week, (laughs) so last week, Thursday, Bonnie was at work. And she pulled out what looked like, she said something along the lines of, oh, look, it looks like something chewed through this Reese's wrapper. (sighs) Okay. So I turn around like, all right, I'll bite. What? So I turn around, I look, and sure enough, it looks like that bad boy has been chewed through. And the candy itself had been gnawed on a little bit too. So she uh, comes, (laughs) she comes and she throws it out in the garbage can by her. 
and she goes, um, she laughs and she goes, uh, at least they left my junior mints alone. <clears throat> so party foul number one. <laughs> so of course Beth comes out and she goes, what did she say? And I was like, she was talking about the oatmeal wrapper that we saw a month ago that had been chewed through that we didn't know how long it had been there and blah, 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 blah. Like this is what's happening in this office on a Friday morning at like eight o'clock. So Thursday we had, well, Thursday we had that incident. Sorry, skipping ahead too far because everything just melts together after a while. So now we're on to Friday, Friday morning at 8 a.m. And this, Bonnie's not in. So Beth comes over to me and she, well, Cheryl comes over and I show her the wrapper from the garbage because when this whole candy incident happened, the uh, housekeeping hadn't been by, had been by already. So that garbage wasn't going out until Friday. So Cheryl comes over and I said, look, do you want to see this crazy shit I'm dealing with? And she goes, sure, why not? So I pull out the wrapper from the garbage with the candy in it and it's been chewed through. So I drop back into the garbage and I think Cheryl might have said something to Beth. I don't know what prompted this, but then Beth comes out of the office and she goes, she goes, what did she say yesterday? And I was like, I don't know. She thinks it's funny that we might have another rodent problem. And she and Beth was like, and then she starts talking about it like it's not a big deal. Like she's just being so out loud about it and thinks it's hilarious. No one thinks it's hilarious to have a fucking rat in the office. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Where's your brain at? So she goes, um, so she says, what drawer does she keep her snacks in? And I'm like, it's that big bottom drawer. So Beth opens the drawer and she sees mouse shit. There is mouse shit in that big bottom drawer where all of Bonnie's snacks are. So all her candy's loose everywhere. You know, there's mouse turds in that drawer. So Beth goes and she gets gloves and she kindly picks it up. She didn't have to. It's not her job. But she puts gloves on and she goes to work. She takes... All the candy, throws all the all the candy out, whatever she can see if she sees. I texted Bonnie and I said, listen, we found mouse droppings in your drawer by your candy. So we're going to take care of all of that. Like all of it's being taken care of and clo- like cleaned or thrown out or whatever. And we'll salvage whatever we can. So she goes, she said the stupidest shit to me. She goes, <laughs> let me look at this shit. So let me see. Can I find this text really quick? Yep, here we go. So she said, this is my text. I said, hey, so there's mouse droppings in your bottom drawer. So we're cleaning out your snack stash. Sorry, mama. That's it. Then she goes, oh, my God, glad I'm not there. Rolling on the floor, laughing my ass off. Think Arlene will fire me. Then I can collect unemployment. Can you keep the PB? Meaning the peanut butter. And I said, yeah, we kept the peanut butter. She goes, then all is good. I'm like, no, all is not good. Like, <laughs> You have mouse droppings in your desk. How could how can you even say that? How can you even say that to anybody? I was like, oh, this lady's a wreck. <laughs> so she went and Beth went and cleaned that bottom drawer. Then she went one drawer above it where where Bonnie is keeping a stack of papers. And guess what? Mouse shit there too. <laughs> Mouse shit there. Infinity. On top of stacks of papers. That who knows when's the last time she's touched any of those papers. So Beth goes and cleans that drawer out. And then Beth says to me, she goes, I don't really want to go through any more of these drawers to see what's going on here. And I was like, I don't blame you. And you were very nice for doing this for her. Because in my mind, 
I'd have just left it there. If you want to be a fucking pig, then you're going to sleep in the sty, okay? You're not going to, I'm not going to clean up after you because I do it as it is. And I've made this complaint several times on here. She had two drawers with mouse shit in them. And it wasn't like full, full, but it was, it was a lot. Okay. Like, could you imagine trying to eat a snack and noticing that there's a mouse turd two seconds away? Not two seconds, but like two centimeters to the right or left. Disgusting. So that's like, and then like my other thought is her desk is right behind mine. So like if those, if that family of mice she's feeding with all the snacks in her drawer and crumbs she has everywhere decides to jump ship, they're going to go to my desk next. Like it's really fucking unhygienic, dude. (laughs) Like, oh God. So then, so that's Thursday and Friday's mess. That is what happened Thursday, Friday. Thursday was the wrapper. Friday was the mouse shit. And then Cheryl and I had a conversation. Like, Cheryl's like, she's, she's, the thing is, is that this woman is acting like she's five years old, that she doesn't, she's not aware of anything going on in her area. She has her N95 mask in a brown paper bag on the floor where a mouse could get to it. She's got mouse shit in her drawer. She's got crumbs everywhere. Like, everybody in every department knows Bonnie's a mess. Like, her whole desk, like her floor, is always dark. Like she stepped into like the tar pits where they fucking, where dinosaurs died and then walked behind her desk. Like her desk is black on the floor until they, you know, mop it and sweep. And there's just crumbs and crumbs and crumbs. And it's just fucking disgusting. And it's just not anything anyone should ever have to deal with. And I've now crossed off my list that I will never eat anything she cooks ever again. Like, if she ever brings anything in, like a potluck or anything, I want nothing to do with it. Because besides the fact that she does not cook with seasoning, really, and thinks she can make better rice and beans than any Spanish person, delusional. Like, I think it's time for her to retire. But anyway, uh, I'm not eating anything that comes from her house because if she thinks that that's clean, like her desk was clean, oh God, who can imagine what her house is like? She's even told me to. Here's the sad part. She's even told me that she had a daughter-in-law or granddaughter-in-law or something like that who runs a cleaning service She and who took a hit during COVID because nobody wants anyone in their house just in case, you know, COVID comes in. Like nobody wants COVID tracked through their house. So she hired the girl to clean her house and she said, Corinne, my place has never looked better. And I'm like, you should maybe minimally say that like you really shouldn't say my house has never looked better what you should say is that you know she got it she got it right or she did it nice you can't say something so extravagant like that like oh my god my house looks brand new because then I'm like well what were you doing before using a dusty like using a dusty feather duster to sweep up your like dust off your house like how dirty is your house still (laughs) She goes, my God, Corinne, I thought I was cleaning my house correctly. But when I saw the way she cleaned it, my goodness, what a difference. And I was like, okay, no, like, (laughs) like, oh no. Like, I know it's really sexist to say this, but like people, guys and girls clean equally. And if I just, I can't get behind the desk thing. Okay. I can't get behind it. Like she, just the fact that her desk was so unkempt makes me think that her house is a million times worse. 
And that's what's upsetting the most is that she thinks that she's fine and it's not fine. So I come into work today. So let's, let's jump to this week. So I come into work today and it's just one thing after another. They have, I don't remember if I've told you about this fingerprinting thing, but we are now using fingerprinting time clocks. Now there's two of them so far, but they're like a two minute walk away from when you first walk into the building because the other side of the building is not open yet. So everybody's using the same entrance, nowhere to park, fucked in the morning if you're late. So I walk into work, not aware that this was actually officially being rolled out starting yesterday, but it is. So um, I get to work and I walked up to the time clock like I usually do. And it says, please go to fingerprinting. Like, please go to the fingerprinting time clock to punch in. So I go, okay. So I walk over there and these fucking idiots were using the fucking hand sanitizer before they touched the screen without letting it dry first. Now, have you ever tried to do your fingerprint with like a solution over your fingerprint itself? No, you probably haven't. So I'm going to tell you how difficult it was this morning for me to punch in. It took me three tries because people don't realize they, once you use hand sanitizer, you have to let your hands air out, like fan your hands, whatever, and then do the thing. So I put my finger on a damp ass (laughs) fingerprinting time clock, had to pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up three times. Three times, and then it was, you had to put so much pressure for it to read your finger that I had finally all but given up this morning. (laughs) I had no strength left. (laughs) So I did that. Did that. Went back to my desk with all my things, because I have 18 bags, like a bag lady. And I put everything down, and Bonnie's there. So so she was like, good morning, and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, because it was not a good morning so far. Then she asked, um, what did she say? Oh, no, I said to her, hmm, and if you're on my Facebook, you saw this. I said to her, well, um, you know, what did I say? It had to do with the mouse shit. I was like, you know, with, uh, with the mouse shit that was around your uh, candy, I'm just glad you didn't get sick or anything. Like, you know, there was mouse poop in two drawers in your desk and like glad you didn't get sick. And she says to me, <laughs> no bullshit, she says to me. Well, if I'd known there was mouse shit in my desk, I would have said something sooner. Okay. Let's just think about what she said to me. She took no responsibility for having all of her stuff a mess and didn't even thank the cleaning crew for getting their hands dirty. Like, you know, because I told you Friday, there was mouse turds in your desk. And then you went on to say... You know, and then the candy got chewed on. And then she says, well, at least they stayed away from my junior mints. Don't make these jokes. It's not funny. <laughs> like Beth was definitely pissed off with the mouse shit being in that desk because there's there's enough space for a mouse to get under their door and into their office. Because, you know, Beth and Cheryl have a separate office space. Like she has no remorse or anything for what took place on Friday. And it wasn't even embarrassed. That's what's even worse. Like, didn't even apologize for her space becoming another source of a plague. Like, nothing. So, like, that was that was the second thing that ticked off the box today for me. Of bullshit. Like, you lived through a plague, Bonnie. 
Like you've lived through probably civil wars, okay? And you think that it's decent and funny and not embarrassing at all to have two drawers full of mouse shit at your desk, at your place of work, where other people have now seen that you eat like a five-year-old rat, like snacks everywhere, crumbs everywhere. What are we even talking about? Like, just apologize, okay, dude? Just feel some type of way about it besides thinking it's funny. It is no longer funny. You're a mess of an adult. Like, yeah, good for you. You're an RN. How about you fucking figure out how to clean up your mess instead of having everyone do it for you? Like, I don't understand. So then that happened. So first it was fingerprinting, and then it was Bonnie being an asshole, and now it comes back to our favorite villain, who put me to sleep Friday with this one story. So apparently this week I forgot that the Makeup for Residence rights happens today at 8 a.m. So Friday, I removed all the materials from the last in-service, which was um, infection control was last week. So Friday at 3.30 sharp, I took everything out of there including the TV, because I figured she needed it for, you know, new new employee orientation because she likes to show a video. So um, I took everything out of there and she called me from the classroom at 10.15 after I was like finishing up my stuff because I started to get a migraine. So I was like, all right, I can't take this today. So I'm probably going to leave because my attitude is not built for being here today, apparently. So uh, 10, 15, I get a phone call from a weird phone number and I'm like, nursing admin, this is Corinne, my usual shit. And she says, Hey, it's me. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? She's like, well, um, she goes, I, I noticed the TV's in here. And I'm like, yeah, I put it in there Friday. And she goes, well, don't you need it for the makeup? And I'm like, Oh God. I'm like, what makeup is this week? And she said, residence rights. And I looked at the calendar. Sure enough, residence rights was supposed to start today at eight o'clock. So now Here's a a caveat to that. Um, Friday, I took home a key to the Obra lockbox that I was not supposed to take home. So what happened this morning? I woke up and ran out the door without taking the key with me. So now I could not open the box and get the Obras out, the test from the weekend prior. So now I'm pissed. I'm like doubly pissed because now that full box with the Obras in it has to now include residence rights makeups. And my day's finished. That's it. That was it. So I go over there. I go over to the classroom, but I passed by the COVID testing area for the employees. So I went and got COVID tested because I'm like, I'm fucking going home. Like I legit was talking to Rose and Deb about it. And I was like, I'm going home. I'm like, I can't take it today. I have a migraine that's now traveling to the left side of my shoulder, like my left side of my neck to my left shoulder. And I'm, I'm about done. I think I'm two steps away from punching someone in the face. And I've never, I haven't been this worked up in a long time. I was just so mad. I was so mad. And every conversation I had with somebody pissed me off even more. Like I was, I was telling Mark, I was like, dude, everybody keeps talking to me in this place as if I give a shit about anything going on with anybody. Like (laughs) Bonnie with the stupid mouse shit, our favorite villain DC with some other shit. So after I got COVID tested, I went and grabbed the TV, you know, interrupted the new employee orientation because I guess that's what she wanted with her day. Took the TV, put all the materials on the TV, wheeled it over to outpatient rehab, 
which was open. Why was the door open? Who knows? That door was not supposed to be open. It was supposed to be locked. So, um, it was all around a shit show this morning and I only stayed at work for two and a half hours. And that was enough for me today because I woke up not wanting to go to work in the first place. And I kind of just went because I wanted to save my time. I will, you know, I will just use this four and a half hours, whatever, and not even care because that's how done I was. So I'm hoping the next two days are better. We'll see. Uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm okay because I'm venting it out. So I'm a lot better. But it was like, why, why did so many things have to go wrong at the same time? And then I realized that it's because it's Monday. It's because it's Monday. And this Monday, I'm being tortured for some reason. So I have to figure out what importance this stupid date has. But um, I do have some positive news. Well, I, I probably already said it that, you know, I got a three-star island going. <laughs> but I think um, I had a lot of fun playing with my sister. When we play Call of Duty and stuff together. Like, I have to get back into that. First-person shooters are my shit. And, uh... That's an origin story. That's funny. That's, like... Call of Duty was, like, the first game I ever started playing on any system ever. I'm pretty sure I've said this before. If not, this is a new one. So I was playing, uh... Call of Duty World War II. And I forgot how good it was to play a Call of Duty game. That I was like, you know, I would get Cold War, but I don't really want to spend $60. Plus, I have to go get two brakes, two new brakes, like get my rear brakes replaced, and an inspection next week, this coming weekend. So I'm going to be poor as a motherfucker. And then the next time I get paid, I will be in Florida. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think I've, I've just figured it out that... I have to try and be, like, zen about certain things. But that mouse shit is out of control. Like, I know it wasn't a main focus of this. But I don't understand how, like, it just, maybe that's why I like psychology so much. Because what made that think, what made her think that that response was okay? All is well if you can save my peanut butter. Should have tossed the fucking peanut butter in the garbage. In the garbage. I've never, never been so flabbergasted. And it's only Monday too. So I have like another Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four more days of this garbage. Only thing I could say, only solace I have is a Friday we get paid. Otherwise, your girl's hating it. And I'm just going to use the rest of my time to relax and not worry about shit. Except maybe dinner because I'm making chili tonight and it's going to be delicious. Chili and cornbread. It's going to be great. And I'm not anyone else, letting anyone else fuck up my vibe today. And that's it. If I have to ignore everybody for the rest of the day, psh, girl. <laughs> I probably won't ignore the bean hater, though, because he makes me laugh sometimes when I'm down. But, um, yeah. So, uh, th that's the topsy-turvy shit happening this week. And it's only Monday. <laughs> it's so terrible. But I figured I would take this opportunity to record early. Because I never do. And then I always feel like it's rushed. And I don't want to rush it this week. I think uh, rolling it out on a Monday was nice. So I could take my time for the rest of the week. Maybe that'll give me more time to think of other stuff to talk about. But we're four away from episode 50, so that's really good. And I'm just surprised with how fast everything's growing. It's nice. 
It's nice to see that I can make people laugh and that they want to listen. I'm just very appreciative to be able to do this and the fact that, you know, I've gotten better at doing it, <laughs> not to toot my own horn or anything. But uh, I don't think I'll be at 50 by the time I get to Florida. But I wanted to do one where I do multiple guests. And it's probably going to be my mom, pops, and maybe maybe the kids. We'll see. But if they start to take up too much of my time, though, I'm going to hang it up. <laughs> like, okay, I'm hanging up now. Say bye. Like, stuff like that. But I'll be face-to-face with them. And I think uh, I think it'll be funny with me, my mom, and Chris. That'll be funny. It should be anyway, because my mom, my mom and I were pretty funny together. And she she had fun with it. She said the... Um, she said that it was funny to have like the conversations we would have on the phone in person with each other because it's like a it's kind of like a round table thing. Like you just sit and you talk and you have fun. Oh, it'll be funny if we do drinks with it too. hear everybody drunk. <laughs> they better make time to record, though. It's going to be really silly if they don't because I'm just going to do it on my own, but I'm going to have to find a quiet space or do it in the middle of the night. But um, in any case. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Doing a family episode. Should be interesting. Um, we'll see what the family dynamic will be like. And you guys will get a little little more insight into my life. And I don't know if I'm going to have topics for them to discuss or not. I think it's just going to be what it's going to be. I'm just going to let them talk freely. And you'll just probably hear my silly ass laughing in the background. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, thank you guys for another pleasant week. I know there was a lot of anger in that episode, but you know, sometimes you just got to get it out. It makes you feel better. Uh, I usually feel better about a lot of things after I talk on this podcast because I'm able to hear a lot of the things that I would probably tell other people like my friends and, you know, be like, "Mm, maybe that wasn't the right thing or, you know, maybe you should word that differently or whatever. But sometimes I'm like, nah, fuck that bitch. She's wrong. Like (laughs) go off on my own. Like I'm my own cheerleader and shit. (laughs) But, uh, oh, that's one thing I wanted to do. Okay, so last week I figured out why I was being all moody and stuff. So I don't know if I mentioned this, but Wednesday when I recorded, I had mentioned maybe waking up at 4.30 in the morning two days in a row. If not, I'm telling you now. But it was so weird because I couldn't figure out what my problem was. And then I realized that Thursday, which I believe was the 16th. Let me double check that date. Yeah, so... Thursday the 15th, my bad. Thursday the 15th was the eighth anniversary of my, the eight year anniversary of my grandfather passing. So that's what it was. That's why I was so weird last week or felt weird anyway. And I, uh, I realized it too, like late, like I should have realized it Wednesday and said something, but I forgot and didn't really know what was wrong until I knew. So um, rest in peace, Grandpa Julio, since I didn't really talk about it last week because I forgot like an idiot. And um, yeah, so uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I figured out why I was being weird. I was pretty much upset that whole day. And maybe that mood carried into this week. Who knows? But, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to like, be a little lighthearted with things. But that job is just, I think my job's killing me. <laughs> my job's killing me slowly. But we'll figure it out, right, guys? We always figure it out. Something always works out. But I love you and I appreciate all of you for listening. 
And, you know, the best part of this podcast is you guys. And you guys are really special and important to me. And, you know, reach out to me wherever. I'm everywhere now. I'm on Amazon Music under their podcast section. I'm on, you know, Spotify. You know, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends, friends, aunties, grandmas, sisters. And, you know, let's all get together and build this cult community. As I always say, anytime you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're having a cuckoo day. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.